Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hi, hi. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. It's sunny outside. Do you see my fresh tan, y'all? If you're on YouTube, you can see my tan shoulders. (laughs) I'm sad (laughs) because I'm not, I don't have color, but one of the weird byproducts of having a pool is now my winter color is darker than my previous winter color. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. You, What did you tell me the other day? You had to get new makeup or something? Yeah, I did. (laughs) I have to get new makeup because my shades have changed. Go from fair zero zero to fair zero two. Yeah, I'm one step up from the most fair that they have. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. If you're sitting here like, what the heck, YouTube, we record the video version of this podcast too. So if you want to see us like flailing around, me drinking coffee, what we're wearing today, then you should definitely head to Boss Project's YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type Boss Project. I'm sure you can find us. And our episodes are up there. So hi. Yeah, I think <laughs> we've been doing a mix of like the full episode and sometimes uh-huh. they're just shorts, but yeah, lots of options lots there. Of good okay, so I wanted to update you on some house projects I did, but I saw this TikTok the other day and it, maybe yeah. it wasn't a TikTok, maybe it was just like an Instagram carousel thread or whatever. But it was someone breaking down the concept of like, One of the things that they learned from someone that was really beneficial was the fact that you don't have to be good at everything you try and you don't have to do things only when you're good at them. So Mm -hmm. like someone was talking about how this was this story that I saw. It was when they were a kid, they were chatting with an adult and the adult was like, what are you involved in at school? Like sports music, soccer, whatever. They were like, oh no, I don't do any sports, but I'm in choir and I'm in theater and I'm doing this, that, and the other. And they were like, wow, that's amazing. Like you're so talented. And the kid was like, oh, but I'm not good at any of them. And the person was like, that's not the point. And so it really shifted something for them when they were kind of talking about how like, if anything, it just makes you an interesting person. And Mm -hmm. if at the end of the day, you can add to 
storytelling, conversation, experiences because of cool things that you try, even when you're not good at them. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I was much better at that when I was a kid. Right. With intention, because literally children are told to experiment, experiment. You try multiple sports. You can quit when you want. You can pick as many up. You can try different curriculars and outside activities and different classes, even in school. And then you leave there and they're like, okay, now pick one thing to be really good at for the rest of your life. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So what do you feel like you've been dabbling in. Well, it's not just dabbling in, but like, so my husband is not one to like willy nilly just try things. He is very much someone that's like, I need to be good at this thing before I do it, even though you've never done it, or I need to be confident that I'm going to do it well before I do it. And I am someone who's just like, although there are lots of things I won't try, there are way more things that I will try, but specifically when it comes to like projects or whatever. So we've had this area in our yard that's just been like a mud pit awful area and it's looked like trash and I hate it so much. And it's the only flat spot in our entire backyard that gets good sun that could get good grass, but it's been covered in mulch ever since we bought the house. So we've been slowly clearing out the area. Like maybe we do this, maybe we do that, whatever. And so Brian's idea was to, we had the fire pit situation figured out where we want it in the middle of this area. And then we both wanted to try grass. So he was like, well, we'll just get grass seed and sprinkle it. But it's like a 250 square foot area. I don't want to do grass seed in that area. So I was talking to my dad about it who were like randomly stopped by. And I was like, I really want to try sod. Like I just want to try sod. And Brian immediately is just like, we've never done that before. I'm sure we would just mess it up. It's definitely more expensive than seed. And so I don't want to like go try something that I don't even know if it's going to work. And I'm like, we're just going to try it. And so I literally just went to Home Depot and like loaded up two carfuls of sod and brought it back. And we laid some freaking sod and A, it's the easiest thing in the world. Well, like knock on wood that it actually continues to grow. It's looking really great right now. But truly it's like, we took this mud pit area and in the matter of an afternoon, it like looks like a nice yard now. And I'm like, we did that. Yeah. I don't know anything about sod. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've been thinking a lot about our pool deck because we got lovely spider mites. And they killed several of our mature trees. Oh no. And so we took out, well, we as in Jared took out seven trees I think are you serious I'm serious and so in a way it was kind of good because Jared felt like we could have like a clean slate and we could really make this space our own and the interesting thing is it's really pushing (laughs) him to get outside of his comfort zone because so he's a trained landscape architect like that's his background Mm -hmm. but even his thesis has always been like when he got his master's degree was really focused around like native plant design and like really using nature to like inspire a space. But our house is what I would call like the definition of formal. Like it is, yeah, it's a very French country facade and this pool area is very formally designed with its walls and beds and like they're very predefined and I was like I feel like this space just like calls for so much symmetry and like very clean cut very like like a hedge that's literally right. trimmed into like, a, a wall. boxwood <laughs> like chip, 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 right chip. yeah ornamental plantings yeah. and stuff like that 
I have some boxwoods you can come yank out of my yard if you want them. <laughs> well, boxwoods are incredibly hard to transplant, so I don't think that I would work hate very well. Them so much. Well, I, hate I think ours. I don't hate them. I hate ours. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it requires the right kind. But anyway, I was doing some research, and it's interesting how when a project pushes your partner, how sometimes you rise to the occasion, Mm -hmm. even if that's not at all like your thing at all. Mm -hmm. So I've been pulling up all these inspiration pictures and being like, what if we did this? And what if we did that? And what if we, you know, because when you have a ton of space, I'm like, how do we focus on less variety, but like bigger groupings of things because it would make a bigger statement. And so I'm like, what if we did a whole row of hydrangeas and then we do this wall thing. And anyway, so it's been really interesting because normally I'm not the plant person. Mm -hmm. I am not the person thinking about plant design. I will pick all the flowers and create all the arrangements inside, Mm -hmm. but figuring out what that looks like is just not my strong suit, but it's been fun. It's Expensive. But it's expensive. <laughs> Landscaping, hardscape is expensive. I've been, I feel like living in plant world, we have some just like weird drainage issues. And so I'm trying to get more plants in ground. So they take up some of that water. And so I'm just like, we doing some on the side of the house and then the back of the house. And then I have this zone over here. I need to also plant some more stuff. And I'm just like worrying about all the different areas, but it's been fun. We got our first uh, timer for our hose, which has been super helpful too. I didn't even know those existed until this last week. So yeah, that's been great. But I now can lay a sod layer to my resume. Sod layer. Yeah. Love I it. just felt like, let's like cultivate the resumes of our lives, not just like for our careers. Like what are the cool yeah. things that you want to no, try? Sure. Even if like you're really shit at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's the part I have to challenge myself on is like. How can we not worry so much about being perfect? Well, it's a challenge. We have an amazing training for our incubator clients that you would love. <laughs> You're if you there. struggle with being perfect, then, then definitely send us a DM. We probably have some things for you. Yep, we definitely do. Well, before we switch gears, I did want to bring up two quick things today. First of all, if you're a podcast listener, whether this is your first time or your 600th time <laughs> listening to the show, well, your 637th time. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I really would love if you would take it's seriously just a few minutes tops, maybe even not e- it's not even a minute. Not even a minute. No. We have a couple demographic questions that we'd love to gather from you. If you can go to bossproject.com slash survey, would really appreciate it. Well, It'll be so quick and easy. And here's my threaten. Oh. If you want this show to remain free, you need to go fill out that survey. Oh, oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. It enables us to bring you quality content for free. And we've been doing it for three, four, five years already. And so let's keep it going. We just need your like literal 30 seconds of your time. Yeah. Bossproject.com slash survey. Really appreciate it. The other quick thing is it's funny because if you know much about the history of Boss Project, you might know that one of the first five blog posts on the site was how to improve your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've since taken that. It's not there it's anymore. Down. It's down. Yeah. It probably doesn't exist. It also would be extremely outdated. Mm-hmm. But we are trying to come into the 21st century. First of all, did you know LinkedIn is actually owned by Microsoft now? 
That makes sense. I don't think I knew that, but that makes sense. So with that in mind, I just want anyone listening, regardless of how much you pay attention to it, it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. Because of that fact, it's no longer a private company. Anyway, Boss Project made a page. So you should just... We have Follow one, us. y'all. It's one of those places. If it's you're where were our professional working women versions of ourselves? I know. So if you want to see us be profesh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i.e., our incredible content coming to you with a different lens on it. Yeah. Definitely head over to LinkedIn, find Boss Project, follow our page. Yeah. And feel free to send me a connection. I would love to connect with you. Literally. It will be Abby responding. So go do that. Oh, God. Now is your time. What have I volunteered myself? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want to talk about what I feel like is a taboo word lately of all time. It's not like it's a new taboo word, but I am on this mission overall to take back things that have negative connotations. Yeah. And to really actually dig deep into what does the word or the meaning actually mean? What does it mean overall, like truly in the definition sense? And then what does it mean to me? And how can I use it to my advantage instead of feeling like it's holding me back or it's a, it's a bad thing if this happens or whatever. And that is a big bulk of the conversation that we have with our clients all the time. And it's one of the ones where we did a recent training on busting the perfectionism. And as I was doing research for that training, I really found, I was digging into like how to overcome perfectionism. What's so bad about perfectionism? What are the negative attributes to perfectionism? Right. And as I kept doing my research and what I was reading, I was like, none of these things are actually bad. They can just get unhealthy if we don't put them through a right filter. And so we're not talking about perfectionism today, although I do think that that's a solid conversation I want to have with y'all. Today, I want to talk about the word consequence. Yes. What? How do you feel when I say the word consequence? Well, my immediate reaction goes to I am now my inner child Uh and I'm thinking about all the ways I might very well get in trouble for the choice I just made. And I really want to talk not just about consequence from the lens of like, how can we remove the negative connotations, but also can we talk about the step before consequences and the choices and the actions Mm -hmm. you are taking that result in consequence? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I know exactly when (laughs) you were taught that consequences had to have some sort of negative connotation. But I think to your point, there's so many words specifically in the English language. And I don't know how all of these translate into other sure. languages to know if they we have not the same linguist, meaning. So. No, no, <laughs> I don't have that level of training. But consequences is not the only word that comes to mind for me that like has that immediate visceral negative reaction. Right, right. Yeah. What are- so talk to me about why you think it needs to be neutral. Well, because... So we talk about all the time within our company and we help our clients develop this also, the art of developing an experimental mindset. And what does Mm -hmm. it actually mean, right? To kind of going back to what we're saying at the top of this episode, try things even if you don't know if you're going to be good at them. Some of the things you're just like doing for fun. There are plenty of things in our business that like I don't actually see a clear result from, but I still like doing it. So I'm going to do it. 
There are things in my life that I don't see a clear result from, or, oh my God, this wasn't like super professional or amazing, or I could create this whole thing because of it. I'm just doing it because it's fun, right? And that's totally fine. And so what I want us to start thinking about is if we're trying to foster this muscle of experimentation. That means we're going to be trying things we don't know if they're going to work or not. We're going to be making choices and decisions about strategies or offers or price points or our team or whatever it may be. And I want to definitely break down some specific examples for you. But we are afraid of right the consequences of the decisions that we make more often than not. And I see a lot of service-based business owners, business owners in general, sitting in the space of, should I do this or should I do that? Do you think I should do this or do you think I should do that? And I do feel like that there has been many years of a season in this marketing space where people have made careers off of answering, you should do this. I know. And don't do that. You should do this. And I hate it. I don't like it because you can make any decision work for you in one way or the other. And a decision that you make can serve you. It can have the same effects as it would if I made that decision, but they serve me in a different way than it serves you. It could be the same decision with the same results. And we are impacted by them differently. So I want us to start thinking about there is no, should I do this or should I do that? Or what if I do this or what if I do that? I challenge you to ask yourself, if I make this choice, what are the consequences of that decision? Do I like them? Do they feel good? Are they in alignment with me as a human and my goals and my business and my life? If I make this decision, what are the consequences of that? And weigh the effects of that decision instead of stressing about which decision is better than the other. Well, and I think part of the flusteredness you may feel around choice, because that's what you're talking about, is that while you are likely an American listening to the show, although I totally know we have international listeners, at least in the U.S., I can tell you that from a young age, we are taught this is a free country. And there are so many things about the way we have to operate in our society, whether you think of them as good or bad, regardless, that's not the point. But you're taught that you're free, and yet there are so many areas of your life that you never get to make the final choice in. If you want to buy a house, if you can qualify for a loan, that's not your decision. If you want to have a surgery, even if it's medically necessary, your insurance company makes the call on if you get to have the surgery or not with preauthorization. In school, you know, you can have ideas about what classes you want to take and where you want to go, but there are so many things outside of your control where you really don't get to choose. And in the traditional workforce, so much of your day-to-day life is dictated for you. When do you show up? When do you leave? What do you work on? What are your tasks? All of that stuff. And so the idea of owning your own business for what may be, for most of you, the first time that you are in the driver's seat, that you really get to make these final choices Of course, you want some sort of outside Mm -hmm. control to come in and be like, this is what you should do Mm -hmm. because X, Y, Z thing, which is why so many of you fall into this like marketing trap, which I have talked at nauseum about (laughs) why I'm so frustrated with the education industry and the online space because there's really focused on marketers 
trying to teach you marketing strategies Mm -hmm. instead of someone really coming in and teaching you foundational business things. What Emily and I want to do, if we can do nothing else, is we want to help you create the freedom and financial security in your life so that you truly, for maybe the first time in your entire life, have the freedom to choose. Mm -hmm. And the freedom to choose is a gift mm-hmm. and it is a privilege that not many people have. Yep. And so now you're faced with, oh my God, maybe this is the first time I ever got the freedom to choose. Well, of course you're weighing all the pros and cons and you have no idea what to do and you really want someone else to give you permission mm-hmm. or tell you what's right. And we can give you all the opinions, but what we want to teach you to do, because this is where I think it's really important that you take that control. If you're in the driver's seat and you're weighing which direction you can go, we want to talk about how do you look at those consequences? How do you view consequences as neutral? And then how do you decide what is ultimately the best choice for you? Yep. Because it doesn't matter if it worked for Sally Sue. Exactly. It doesn't. You know at this point, right, that it's not necessarily going to work the same for you. Right. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So I want to give you a couple of examples and the one that sparked this conversation, actually. And I think although it's a simple example, it is specific to social. I think the conversation around it is not unfamiliar and you couldn't apply this easily to any other scenario in your business. But I was chatting with someone today specifically about, she was asking my advice on how I balance showing my creative side, business side, DIY side on Instagram, on social with my actual business side on social. And she said, I always struggle with this. I never know what to post because I want to post everything. And so what that's causing for her is her to freeze, right? So she's not posting anything. She's not developing a strategy. She's not using social with intention. And she wants to, she has a desire to, but she's frozen in the, I feel like I'm going to make the wrong decision or that there's a right answer out here that I just don't know. And I need to find that right answer. And then I will take action. And I think there's so many different layers that we can unpack in that conversation alone of like seeking answer and feeling like you don't have the right answer, whatever. But the one conversation I did have with her today is I sat there first before responding and I was like, okay, how do I want to answer this? Should I do research on what's really working for Instagram right now? What did we do? What's my opinion? Who are the type of accounts that I follow? And what do I see? And I could really come at this from a very strategic standpoint, because that's my natural response, yeah. right? I love breaking strategy down of like, well, here's what I would do and look at this and try this and whatever. And then I just didn't respond yet. And I let it sit and I let it sit. And ultimately I'm like, why am I not responding to her? Why? Because it actually doesn't matter. Not that it doesn't matter that she's asking that question or that the choice doesn't matter, but the consequences don't matter unless you know what they actually are. So I said, I want you to ask yourself, I make decisions in my business, whether it's about social or strategy or clients or pricing or whatever, from two filters. One, does it feel good? Does it feel fun? Does it sound like interesting to me? Does it sound exciting? Am I jazzed about it? Am I inspired about it? Is my creative energy like ignited because of that decision? And then what are the results of that decision? What are the things that it's actually doing? And is it beneficial to help us reach our goals? And so I said, that feels very strategic, but like, let's actually talk about Instagram for a second. And so I said, if you make the choice to post 100% about your business and nothing else, what are the consequences of that choice? And what could some of those be, right? You're going to generate a very clear following of people who know exactly what you're selling, what you're teaching, what you're offering. They're interested in that thing. You might grow a little slower because it's like very specific to the thing of those people. Once you try to convert them to however you want to do that, you might have higher conversions because it's a warmer audience. You know that quote, everyone there is for the same reasons. And this is a very like simplified version of how Instagram works, but those are with those intentions, right? 
you also, if you want to share your creative endeavors, might have to create a second Instagram account. So you're posting twice, you have two schedules, you're maybe deciding, do I post this one here? Do I post this one on this account? And it might just kind of convolute things. Those are consequences, a few of them, of making that decision. If you make the decision to have a 50-50 split, an 80-20 split, whatever it might be of creative endeavors plus regular business on one account, what are the consequences of that decision? Well, you might not convert as higher because the followers that you have on that account maybe aren't just there for business, but because they care about you as a human being and your hobbies or your creative endeavors. You might create more relationships, more engagement, more conversation. You might create a more community aspect rather than a whole account full of potential customers. You might grow slower. You might grow faster. There are consequences to each decision, right? And you have to ask yourself, which one is in alignment with how I want to grow my business? What feels fun? What do I want to think about, right? Because you're going to be thinking about either of those strategies as soon as you choose one and which one feels fun. And she basically responded was like, okay, yeah, that was super smart. Thanks for that. And I'm going to like think about what I actually want my account to do. Yeah, because I think a lot of these choices that you're faced with, it's easy to think it's only about the choice. Right. And it's not just about the choice. It's about all the things that come after the choice. Cause and effect, baby. Yeah, that's really what it is. And so, you know, there's been on social as a perspective, there's been seasons where I had no filter and posted about anything that didn't work very well for me, like from a business point of view, it worked well for me from like a human point of view, but like from a business point of view, it wasn't doing anything. And then I've swung pretty radically the other direction at this point and intentionally because I felt like all the life stuff, although I do do it occasionally, it got to the point where I was also trying to make my life strategic and that was actually damaging me enjoying my time outside of work. And so the result of that is that there's a lot of pictures that are only on my phone or that I only text a family and that's okay with me. But like there was a close friends on Instagram. I've thought about doing that. So I've even used close friends as a business strategy. Abigail. I have. It was very effective actually. So, (laughs) but that was when it was brand new. So I think I might clean that up and like reassign, reassign and make close friends actually close I friends. I am truly honored when I get on someone's close friends list because you don't know you're on someone's list until like their story is green. Yeah. And I started seeing these like when it came out, but I, I still see them now where I'm like, oh, they added me to their close friends because they want to share this like try on of like their new clothes that they got and they don't want to like push that everywhere. Or, like their kid did something funny. And I'm like, I am so honored to be in this space with you. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's a good call for that specifically, but that's a personal thing. For sure. For sure. So let's talk about, there's other questions, other choices you guys are also facing. Mm -hmm. Another hot topic is pricing. Yeah. And I was going to say what I find interesting, what I truly love about the way that we serve our clients in the incubator is we help you, right? Abby built this amazing calculator that helps you figure out like, what is your actual capacity? How much time do you have for your clients? Therefore, how much should you charge? What are your goals? And it's just like spits out these magical numbers for you and you can use them as a guiding to create your new offer. 
What's really cool about that, though, is we get to do these critiques. And so inside the incubator, you can submit your work for critique at certain stages throughout the program. And we give our team gives a one on one recorded critique of your work. And we're like, have you thought about this? Or maybe I would try this or this tells me this information. And what I have found is that every single one, every single one, we are asking way more questions inside the critique than we're saying you should do this or you should do that because ultimately it comes down to choice, right? And so we're like, okay, well, if you charge this, here's what that would mean. You would need to work with this many clients. How does that feel? If you increase it to this, this would mean you would need to work with this many clients. Does that feel more realistic? Or this team member could do this or whatever, right? And it's all a conversation of questions. And I really enjoyed doing that in the sense of like, again, you cannot come to me, stop coming to people for blueprints, like exact copy and paste, perfect formula. This is what's going to work for you. They don't work because they don't take into account choice or how consequences affect you because we could have the same consequences, but they affect us in two completely different ways. And so sitting there and getting to ask our clients, like, I want to paint you this option. You can take it or leave it. How does it feel? And the option like generally does have to come down to price ultimately, but there is no like you should charge this amount and that will help you reach your goal. There is no blanket statement that's going to work for everyone across the board. No, no, there's not. And I think I really want to help people see part of my mission with this is I also want to point out choices that you maybe don't even realize are available to you because you've been painted a picture for so long that it could only look like this of what you have to do. Yeah. And that's frustrating. Pricing is definitely one of those things. I think, you know, you tend to see two camps Mm -hmm. on pricing. You see the go low quantity over quality. And they don't ever say those words, by the way. <laughs> like they typically but talk about- a consequence about- of charging low. <laughs> yeah. You need a shit ton more people. <laughs> yeah, you need so many more people. And then I also I like see a lot of conversations around high ticket, premium, da, 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 da. Now, while I would say the majority of our clients tend to be at a more premium price point, they're not all considered high ticket. Right. And the reason is because everyone's individual needs are so different. Yeah. And it's not just about what do you need, but what are the circumstances you already have going on? Yeah. And, you know, because of that, I love the insider incubator. There's such a vast variety of price points. We have people who are pricing as low as $600 a month on retainer with like a six or a 12 month Mm -hmm. timeline to, you know, people charging one off for a $60,000 or more individual Mm -hmm. one-time project. Mm -hmm. Well, and that goes into another conversation that I feel like we have about choice all the time. Should I offer retainer or should I offer one and done projects? And it's just so funny because you guys just want someone to be like, this is what you should do because these are the results you're going to get if you make those choices. And that just simply isn't the case. And so we sit there and we go, well, retainers offers you X, Y, Z. Here are the consequences of that. Here are the results of that. One and done projects. Here are the consequences of that, which feels in alignment with how you want to run your business. Yeah. Because some people would much rather have people come into the world and then be done and like have this clear endpoint. Like a retainer feels like 
it never ends and Uh like you just keep going and doing the same thing. And other people love a retainer because they like the predictability and they like the stability of the income. And some people are like, well, maybe I don't like the rhythm of the work, but the stability of the income is more worth it to me. So there's still season. You can exactly mind in this Mm -hmm. season thing. Can we just talk about that for a second? Mm -hmm. Because I think so much about a lot of these choices, I don't know why everyone's convinced if you choose one for now that you can't change your mind later. I am team change your mind. Team change your mind. And team like pick what's going to serve you in the season you're in. Yep. That's also one of my tactics to overgrow unhealthy perfectionism is become comfortable with changing your mind and your goals. Oops. Talk more about that inside the training. (laughs) Inside the training. It's so So, good, y'all. I think the thing with the seasonality issue is that now don't take this the wrong way, people, but your life is not that different from other people. Like how many of you have been scrolling TikTok and somebody is like doing some spoof on homecoming (laughs) circa 2007 and you're like, Shit, did we literally have the same life? Yes, is the answer. Yes, is the answer. So this things that you're going through right now, there might be a season that you don't have access to the same level of childcare. Right. Okay. Okay. What what are the different choices we're going to make because of that? Yeah. Some of you are going to end up in an accident, whether, you know, you have a health thing come up out of nowhere, or you're literally in a car accident, there's going to be stuff that pops up for you personally, there, it might be a family member where you have a family member going through some sort of trauma, whether it's personal or health or otherwise, these things are happening to humans Mm -hmm. all the time, because we're human. Mm -hmm. And I think we have convinced ourselves that our circumstances are so unique. Mm -hmm. And they're not. There's so many other people that are facing the same things, but we have to be talking about the consequences of our choices with the lens of where you're at. Because if you're not doing that, there's certain actions that just don't align with the season you're in. So the last area of choice I want to talk about, because I do think it's the least talked about, most forgotten that you have a choice here when you get to this point. And I saw it very clearly when one of our clients got to this, it was literally like a brick wall with choice written on the wall and she could go this way or she could go that way. And there are consequences of both avenues, right? And I love the one she chose, but she needed to make the one that was going to work for her, right? Okay. So you get to a point when you're charging appropriately and you're spending the right amount of time on your clients, and you're creating high-touch experiences that you realize you don't need as many leads or clients as you used to need in order to reach your goals or like barely scrape by, right? You realize that there's actually less people that are needed and you're making more money, which is exactly what this client realized. She had increased her client contract value like 187% or something and was like set, booked out, set already in March of this year. And she came into our program thinking, I need to hire and I need more clients. I need more clients in order to make more money and I need to hire in order to serve these clients. And so she was at a predicament because she didn't have the money to make either of those decisions. And so we tweaked some stuff. We changed something. We're like, it's actually not what you think that you should be working on. Let's do this instead. And so she trusted us and she went through it and she came to this brick wall of choice. 
And it was the choice of scaling and growing, right? And I think so many business owners do not ask themselves before deciding to intentionally grow and scale, seek more clients, hire, if they're okay with the consequences of that choice. Because the consequence of that choice could equal growth. Absolutely. You could see higher, more revenue, higher profits, serving and impacting more clients, growing an incredible team. All of those things can be positive, right? What it also means is more of your time and pushing yourself in ways that maybe you're not ready for, learning how to be a manager and delegate and grow, learning how to actually customer service that many clients and the the quantity of what your business is then shifting into. None of those are bad things, but they are consequences to the choice of growth. And I can't tell you how many times we've sat with clients of saying, I love your big ideas. I love the direction you want to go to. If you start going down that path, are you ready for the consequences of those growth decisions? And the majority of the time, they at least just want to take a pause and take a sec. Well, yeah, I had a conversation literally today with a multi-million dollar business owner. And I just want to like encourage you that the same fears and like the same questions you're facing of like, do I grow? Do I scale? Do I double like it's just a bigger problem <laughs> like it's a, it's just a bigger choice yeah but they're the same choices and with that in particular you know again coming back to those shoulds you've been told for so long that growth and continuing to seek more and do more and yeah. da, 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 how many da, times da. have we made fun of the like double your income year over year until you die yeah and it's just like it's unattainable to always be in that season. You're just not. You're not always yeah, in like, a growth season. Do you season. even want that? No. I don't know anyone that always wants to be in a growing season because it's but challenging. But like, the results of that, that's what I'm asking you. Do you even want the results of what that will give you? Ask right. yourself. Well, and I think some people think it's because they should or right, or 100%. because they're told or that, that like they're a bad business owner if they're not always growing or something. It's just not true. Like seasons of sustained like contentment are so powerful. And you can be a high earner with sustained contentment also. Yes. Those are not mutual. Yeah, it doesn't exclusive. mean you equal less money. No. Nope. <laughs> Nope. And most of the time, people accidentally grow when they're focused on staying the same. <laughs> yep. It's happened to us twice. <laughs> and I think because we've chosen to grow slower, again, because we made the choice, mm -hmm. I feel like we're so much more stable than a lot of our... Well, our business is still around when plenty of others have shut down. So Truly. <laughs> so consequences to every decision. Yeah. So I want you to, going back to it, I really want you to first unravel your feelings with the word consequences. And if you need to for a minute until you can really go through that, because it's going to take you a season, think about it as cause and effect for a little bit. Think mm -hmm. about what are your choices and then what would be the effects of those choices? Mm -hmm. And how can you analyze them, not just from this place of good, bad, or indifferent, but do you even want yeah. what those things cause? Because we assume, again, we equate all these words to positive or negative things. We assume growth equals good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, you may decide, I'm going to choose to not grow as fast. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that is actually more in alignment with what I want yeah. because of all these other things. And so this takes practice. Like anything else, it takes practice. It's going to take time for you to unravel everyone else's opinions of mm-hmm. how you're supposed to be operating. And if you want help figuring out how to equip yourself with making these choices and continue to like have the people in your corner willing to walk through with you and talk about what these different things could mean for you, then I encourage you to send us a DM. I want to have this conversation with you. What is the choice you're grappling with at the moment? And I would be happy to talk it out. So send us a DM over at Boss Project on Instagram and we'll chat. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.